coming up to Shavuos, and people will be spending probably a good amount of time learning at night, and uh, of course not unique to Shavuos, but uh, certainly a good time to try to focus on the question of how we benefit from putting in very good, strong, sincere effort in the study of Torah. And we find in the Chaznishna's letters, describing in very powerful terms the benefit that comes from the toiling from the Amelos in Torah. Describes it as uh, uplifting a person, enabling him to recognize his purpose in this world. It cuts the ropes of the Eight Zahara that would otherwise imprison the person and it causes him to yearn for the pleasure of wisdom and the sweetness of the purity of the heart. Powerful description. That's in letter number 37. In the first letter where he talks about the importance of learning Marshaw is because this is so helpful for the toiling in the study of Torah, which is the most effective kind of work that transforms a person to be a truly spiritual being. And this is what was referred to by our Chazal when they described the many great benefits that come to a person from the study of Torah. So we'd like to try to explore and to put in some good effort tonight together uh, how we understand, how we can understand even in a um, sort of a natural, psychological, uh, cause and effect way how the Torah study helps us. Of course, in the mystical aspect that we know clearly there Hashem describes how Hashem attached to the Torah, the highest form of connection to Hashem. And uh, that is, of course, um, well known. But we'd like to try to get some understanding, as much as we could, of how the process works. Like Yisrael Salanter uses the expression, how we can understand how it's working, how that specifically the toiling in Torah, notwithstanding even the successful accomplishment of gaining the understanding, but just the effort that's putting in, the hard work that's put in in the process of studying Torah, how that benefits a person, uplifts a person, and empowers a person. So the main uh, source I'd like to try to focus on, or to start with at least, is the piece in the Chobos Alvavos, uh, towards the end of the second parak of Sha'avodah uh, Salukim, where he describes how and why the study of Torah is so needed. And he says there that, as we know, any part of a person's function that is utilized, that is practiced, that is exercised, gets stronger and stronger. And by contrast, if it's not used, it gets weaker, it gets atrophied. If somebody would be laid up in a hospital bed 
for a long time, they have to relearn how to walk. If uh, somebody lifts weights and practices usage of his muscles, they get stronger, he can lift more and more. So in the human experience, Chavos Lava says, a person is essentially involved in mundane and physical pursuits, whether it's directly in the caring for his physical needs, eating, sleeping, etc., or in the preparation of those needs. What is he busy with most of the day? The mundane involvement for the sake of his physical needs. So essentially the physical part of the person is being strengthened and practiced and focused on. And that's quite uh, quite recognizable even just from the basically time and energy point of view that most people's time and energy is mostly focused on their Olam Hazah existence. And the part of the person that uh, is the other side, the primary part, the seichel, the intellect, that is uh, not essentially used that much. We may use it for calculations in the physical world, but then again, it's servicing the physical part of the person. The seichel, the intellect, in his divorced, independent state, is used essentially for the study of Torah. That's where its function is being practiced. That's where it is being utilized. That's where it is focused on. That is where it has a chance to become developed and become stronger. And that's why it is so needed for a person to have this means of strengthening his, the power of his intellect, which is best developed, essentially developed, through having to work hard in the study of Torah. Of course, any amount of study is using the intellect, even if it's not the most powerful, intensive work, but stands to reason that commensurate to the degree that the seichel is being exercised. He's talking about exercising some part of a person. So for the seichel to go to its fullest strength, it needs to be exercised and utilized to its fullest degree as much as possible. So the more that a person has to use his intellect and does use it, then he is strengthening it and it is able, says the Chavos to thereby push away the natural foolishness that overpowers the person. So to get some frame of reference for that, we can refer to the third paragraph of where he brings the uh, Chazal say, Olam Hazeh is like the nighttime. He says it causes two types of mistakes to a person. The Gashmi part of the person can blind the Seichel or distort the Seichel to cause a person not to be conscious or aware altogether of things that are pitfalls, that are significant failures on his part, and it has the power of um, distorting his view. Like in twilight, you can mistake a person for a pillar and a pillar for a person, and people are commonly prone to confuse what is mitzvah and avera, and think something that is wrong is a 
great mitzvah to do and bring many proofs to it that are fundamentally mistaken. So if this is part of the human weakness that he can be oblivious to things, miss major things or distort things so then we could see very well how there is the need for the seichel to be strengthened, for the intellect to be strengthened, to be able to see clearly and correctly and truthfully in all aspects of life. Where else can we see how the strong seichel is needed? I guess to spell this out a little more clearly, you know, we have the concept that um, we're prone to be, our judgment is prone to be affected by how we would like to see things. I'm sure that's all included in what Mr. Hashem was referring to. What we call Nagiyas. We're affected by our desires for a certain kind of an outcome. The stronger that a person's power of judgment is, is present, the, the harder it is for it to be affected and distorted. But I think it's pretty safe to say that we need that strength of intellect for every place where we're trying to learn and understand something. Of course, the stronger a person's power of analysis and clarity of thinking, whatever he learns in Torah will be more clear. Including the aspects where the Mesilla himself describes are lacking in the world because the true Chachamim are not involved in them, and the people who are involved are not capable enough to understand them correctly, such as what truly is Avos Hashem, what is Yiras Hashem, what is Dveikus, what is Chasidus. These are all areas that are very much not understood correctly, and he describes very vividly how Chasidus is is grossly distorted in the world. It's far from proper understanding because the true Chachamim are not involved in it and the ones that are involved are just not equipped to understand it correctly. So he's clearly spelling out how we need the capacity for true, clear understanding to understand properly the most fundamental parts of what it means to live as a Yid which he says all Hachamim will agree are the most important things, just they don't realize that it needs study. So even once we realize that it needs to be studied, the stronger the power of understanding that a person has, the better result will be when he's coming to study those areas that are the most fundamental. And even something as simple as he starts off with Chobosa Ba'lamoy, how does he describe it? It should be clear. It should be known to be true. Well, what is not clear? It's going to tell us very, very straightforwardly. Obviously, you can know the words. You can know the basic information of something. And there's many levels of how clear it is, how truthful it is to us. And that depends a lot on the development of the power of the intellect. 
that can come best from the study of Torah. So now, of course, we could wonder, um, could there be other ways to develop my intellect? Can I develop my thinking through other kinds of wisdom? Is Torah the only one? So the truth is that there may be other aspects in a person's life that could help to develop his thinking. It just, there won't be anything that will equal Torah. That much we can find clearly indicated in the, our, uh, our great Chachamim. The Masha says that Torah is unique, that a person cannot achieve it on his own, unlike other kinds of wisdom, because it is so deep and it is so difficult to grasp its truth that it can only be accomplished with the help of Chaveirim, where a person has the interaction, the back and forth, where there's a, a full discussion, a full fleshing out of the ideas in a very sincere and sometimes intensive interaction. But a person as an individual cannot be successful to reach the depth and the truth of Torah. So he's giving us clear indication that, of course, as we can understand, but it's very clearly spelled out, that Torah is unique in that regard. Um, and, of course, we also have the idea of the Maral in the beginning of Pasha's um, Bichu Kosai, where he explains, how do Chazal see from the words Bichu Kosai Teilechu that it means to be toiling in Torah, Torah. How do they see from those words? So his second explanation is that the Lashon Halicha means to go further, to continue going. Halicha, Teilechu, keep going. The Torah is saying that if you learn something in Torah, go further, go deeper. And Presumably, when you reach that point, continue, go further, go deeper. Meaning to say, it's endless. There will not be a point where a person will not be able to go further in the understanding of Torah. That's something Rabbi, that's... you muted by accident. You muted yourself by accident. Oh, sorry. Thank you. Okay. Microphone with the slash. Oh, you got it. Okay, yes, got it. Sorry, thank you. So the, the, the Amaral is saying that when it comes to the study of Torah, there will always be further depth which the Torah is directing us to pursue. And he says specifically, Chukim, because those are parts of the Torah that we can't fully understand. But we can understand it partially. Something of it we can understand. I think the Nesiv says that even in the areas of the mitzvot that are understood by the human intellect, there are aspects that are chukim. So there are chukim in every part of Torah. And in some places, most pronounced, where we cannot grasp it fully, but we can grasp it at least partially. And the Torah is telling us, continue to work at it. So that, of course, will take a lot of work to be able to try to go further after I gain some understanding to go further, and then to go further again, and to go further again, that will take uh, substantial work, and therefore, Chazal can see from there, but we can see from there that Torah is the place where we are guaranteed 
to have room to continue working, as we always find to be the case. And whenever we come back to something, we always find there's another angle, there's something that was missed, there's room for more clarity. I'll invite to get some, but there's always room to be working more. How do things sound so far, boy said? No problems. Okay. <laughs> now there is one ingredient that I think we have to keep in mind that is very essential in this process. And it's a little complicated. The Brain Bahai in the beginning of Pasha's Bahar says when the Pasik says Leba Shamaimhi, Chazal learned from there that Tyre cannot be found by people who are arrogant and conceited and pick themselves up to Shamayim. It can only be found by someone who truly toils with Mamis Atzmayaleha. That's the contrast. By the humble person who truly works hard in understanding Tyre. Not by somebody who is arrogant but only by someone who is humble and truly works to the fullest of his capacity, that's described by Mamis Atzmoy, of truly putting in his best full effort. So the question obviously is, why is that unique to somebody who is humble? Why can't somebody who wants to show off his great wisdom also work very hard to grasp the fullness of the wisdom that he could grasp, and he'll have uh, more to be proud of himself over. It seems like that real sincere effort is not possible without the quality of a person's being able to be humble. So I would guess that uh, the answer is pretty simple. That it takes humility, it takes a lot of courage to be able to recognize that I still don't understand things, and I need to keep on working. There could be significant resistance to coming into the realization that I don't understand this properly yet, and it still needs a lot of, lot of good work without necessarily even the guarantee, but with good hope, I will gain some understanding. The person who is trying to pride himself on his understanding is prevented from being able to recognize that I don't have it yet. I don't have the full depth. I don't have the full truth. I'm still lacking. That takes a lot of strength. A lot of the midah of Hanava, which will also be developed in this process. In terms of our personal experience, I think we have to be aware of this challenge, perhaps in a little bit of a different way. We, not, we may not be so prone to um, priding ourselves of our great wisdom and not being willing to admit that we're lacking something. We may be more at risk for being too harsh on ourselves, for reacting to the lack of understanding as some kind of a proof or affirmation that we're just not good enough. Somehow the other people can get shot and I can't get it. And 
that can make things also very difficult. It reminds me of a story I heard from the Rashiv, about Rav Yosef Farber, who was a Chavar Rab David, younger, but nevertheless a Chavar Rab David in Slabotka, a great Tamil Chacham in his own right. Um, and uh, he said at one time, I don't know what's the matter with me. Everybody is moving, they're turning pages, they're covering grounds. And me, wherever I sit down to learn, a piece of Gemara, Chumash Rashi, Mishnah Bruda, Mishnayis, I'm stuck, I can't move. I don't have pshat. Now, he wasn't, uh, you know, devastated by that. He was able somehow to be accepting of that. But nevertheless, it was, you know, <laughs> recognition, like something is the matter here. Everybody's able to, you know, cover ground, and I just can't seem to cover too much ground. I'm sure he covered an ample amount of grounds. But it sort of illustrates how if, if we take it in too harsh a way on ourselves, it becomes very difficult. We're, we're going to be prevented from being able to recognize that we need to work a lot by taking it as a proof that we just, we just don't know how to get shot. So, how to uh, get over that, I'm not sure. It probably takes you know, a good amount of experience till we recognize that this is the way it's really supposed to be. And uh, there really is no shortcuts. And it's not good for it to be a shortcut. But at the very least, that's, we shouldn't take it as a self-condemnation that I just don't know how to understand something properly. Each person has their own unique portion in Torah, their own chilek, and the working is the essence of it. This is what the Chazanish is showing us. The working is the, the, the primary ingredient. There's, there's, there's great benefit from actually gaining some understanding as well. Like Michal mentions about the askala, understanding brings even greater measure of the spiritual effect to a person. But the Chazanish is stressing the agiya, the, the, the amelos, that is what is transforming a person. That's what's strengthening his power of understanding by using the seichel. That's what's making his seichel powerful. So, this should not be experience that um, is causing us to feel down about ourselves. I'm afraid a lot of it comes from that our approach is one where we're, we're looking for a means of proving that we are okay, that we are good enough, that we could succeed in this endeavor. So it becomes really largely about some kind of a test of ourselves. Am I good enough? Am I, am I able to be successful? Am I not good enough? And if at least we're aware of that tendency, we could try to sort of move away from it we can't eradicate it so easily, but at least to be aware, okay, there's this weakness in me, but it doesn't have to be totally uh, overpowering. And I could know that the condition that I've been given is Hashem's design, Hashem's craft, and this is my, my opportunity to grow from wherever, wherever point I'm starting. Is my share in that Amelus and Taira. And as we see in the Chavitz Chaim, every person has their own 
unique share. And he says when a person works in Torah, he finds his share. The expression of the Chavetz Chaim is, Kasher Misyageh B'Tayra, who might say, Ha'chelik Shenitan Loi. He finds the share that was given to him. Does that mean he necessarily gets a clear explanation of everything that he learns? Could be the chilek that's given to me is to have a lot of problems in this particular part of Torah, and at least I know what is very difficult to understand. It's all going from my vantage point. That's my share in Torah. But we should look at it like, if I'm putting in my sincere effort, then that is, that is my shlemus. And so we should be okay if there's still a lot of problems. I heard a story about one of the great Chassidish Rebbe's, I heard it from my uncle, the Spinker Rebbe, about the Zinat Shaifa Rebbe. He said it when he was studied something in Taira, and he got it clear, he wasn't happy. He said, there must be more in Taira than I can understand. I don't see yet where I'm missing it. So uh, we never want to leave off with total clarity. So we could be accepting of that a lot of work is needed and embrace that situation as the means to trying to develop our intellect, to strengthen it, to develop it, to make it clear, make it as effective as I could be, as it could be, to face all the challenges of life, to use it to understand life, to have clarity in whatever we face. I, I had the thought that, um, you know, of Dessler, in the first chilek in the section on Bechira, he describes the, uh, the anatomy of a smoker, how step by step he tells himself, one cigarette's not going to harm me, then he has another one, another cigarette's not going to harm me, by the end of the day he's in agony again, and coughing and swearing he's not going to smoke the next day. What happens? A person has the capacity to go into fantasy. He knows the truth. <laughs> Intellectually knows. He has the capacity to just ignore the reality and go into fantasy and say, one cigarette won't hurt me. So there could be a tipping point where the seichel becomes strong enough about any given situation. Where it becomes strong enough to be able to hold the person back from going into fantasy. From able to, to be able to say, I know what is true. I know what is good. I know whatever the Sahara is trying to present to me at this moment and tell me to just shut down the Seichel is not going to be helpful. That the Seichel could stay active and not be shut down. Not be overpowered by that koach in a person to go into what the Chavos calls foolishness, what Avdasa calls dimyoin, what we can sense is just sort of like, okay, I don't want to think about this. It's clear. I know what's true. I know what's good. That is developed. I don't need, <laughs> I don't need to go buy the bill of goods, even though it's attractive. That comes from the developing, the strengthening the seichel. Maybe this is one part of what the Mesut means when he says that without Torah, we can't be successful. Chazal telling us 
that the Brasi Yitzhara we need the chizuk of the seichel that comes from the working hard and learning. And that has many far-reaching, powerful, good results. We should always hold out the hope that um, there could come a point in time where there's a breakthrough. We're used to, th- we, we, we're used to thinking that growth only comes in imperceptible, tiny measurements that we don't realize when it's happening. But there could be times where we have enough clarity on the given concept that once we have it, there's no going back. We see it clearly and it's there. It's concrete. It's lasting. I mean, okay, I guess it could always slip out. But that there's a point where we could say, oh, I reached a point where I don't see things the same as before anymore. And that comes from being able to see things very clearly, which comes from a strong seichel. So uh, I think that's why it's good to make this effort. Okay, any reaction up to this point? The the question is the Chazanish spells out how the toiling in Torah is very beneficial. We're trying to find uh, for ourselves some way that we could relate to it in a in a real way, in a down to earth way, not to minimize the spiritual effect that it has, the mystical effect, but how can we relate to it in a more natural way? And I think the Chovos of Avos helps us very much because he says just like we find in life any part of a person's functionality that is practiced gets stronger and any part that is neglected or not used will become weakened. So there's a part of the person which is the Gashmi part. Uh-oh, are we on the air still? Uh-oh. Yes. Okay, you hear me? Okay, I'm sorry, I touched the wrong button here. There's the Gashmi part that um, that's the main focus of the person all through the day in all his affairs, the primary focus. Uh, and this uh, strengthens the part of the person that pulls him in that direction towards sensory pleasure, activity, self self-identification. We think about ourselves essentially as rooted in the world of Gashmias. And we measure our success primarily by that and relate to that and naturally, primarily in that form. What's the counter force? What is the true essence of the person? The neshama. But what form does the neshama take in our experience? That's the seicha, the intellect. The, the seichel anushi, which is the chelik elokah, that an animal does not have. That is the essence of the spiritual person. That koach needs to be strengthened, needs to be utilized. Where is the place that it is most effectively strengthened and most powerfully utilized? Says the Chalos of us, 
that's in trying to understand Hashem's Torah, which has infinite depth, never-ending further depth, and is especially difficult to grasp its truth. Even though there's levels and levels, it's not all or nothing, but to grasp the truth to the, to the degree that is possible for us is very difficult. So it requires tremendous effort. As the Masha also adds, it requires even the help of Chaverim. We can't even do it on our own. It requires tremendous concentration, focus. That's the primary aspect of the toiling of the Torah, is using the intellect to try to think about something. Of course, <laughs> it takes a lot of work to get to the point where we can really focus and try to think about something to set things up in a way that we have some basic knowledge where we could be then able to focus. So here's the place to try to think. You have to be relaxed. If you're too anxious, you know, okay, your mind wanders, you bring it back. After a while, the guitar gives up and lets us keep your mind focused on one point. (coughs) Shiva said, my father could think about Akasha for two hours straight till he got a headache. I'm starting to do it for a minute. So if we do it for a few seconds, to think about one question, we'll be doing very nicely. But that's the place where we are truly working, not not to minimize all other aspects. All the parts of the study that that prepare us for that are, are critical and are contributing in a major way. But ultimately, the maximum strengthening of the seichel will be through its maximum exercise, which is trying to think about something that is very difficult to grasp, which is contained in the Torah. And most accessibly, in the areas of halacha, where we have, in Farshayat Talmud, we have helpers to help us, point us in a certain direction, to give us enough guidelines, so to speak, enough of, of, of a... Of a of limited focus where we could we could see, oh, there's something here that we need to try to think about. And that using of the of the mind of the intellect is what is strengthening it to be able to see everything in life as truthfully, as really, as fully as is possible for us. How's that so far? All I heard was Levitara lifestyle. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> I, literally, I, I I'm not trying to be difficult. I know, I, no, I, I, I know that. I know that. Seichel is important, and the only way to really properly fine-tune that Seichel is to... To use it. Look, to, to use it how do you properly. use it? I'll Are tell you how you use it. it. You have to get and, and to the... the you, get, you get to the point of, of trying to figure out what is the shikola das between the Ketzois and the Nesivis? <laughs> the Ketzois is saying you can't say Pagin Dibur over here. The Nesivis is saying you could say Pagin Dibur over here. These are two great people. Each one has a valid position. Okay, I hear this side. I hear that side. What is separating them? What is that, that balance between them? Or the same thing between 
Tosis Kasha and Tosis Teretz. The Gemara is Kasha, the Gemara is Teretz. The more help that we have, the more direct, specific help that we have, the better positioned we are. Rebbe Chaim is explaining, what does the Rambam hold? What does Tosis hold? Is <laughs> giving us some help, okay? Each, each person has to use the amount of help that they need to be able to get to that point where there's something that I could try to think about. So the Sharm is constantly saying, yes, you should think about this. You know, we think for a couple of seconds, then we're done. It's hard to think about it for a long time. That's a, that's a unique skill. I guess part of it is not just, you know, so to speak, intellect power. It's the skill of it. It's the rehearsing, the process of trying to think about something, to use our mind to focus on something that needs focus, that we need to think about. That's not clear right away, but by staying focused on it, like, a, like focusing a microscope, you're trying to look at that, that tiny cell, you're trying to stay focused on it. That's what we're trying to use our mind to do, to develop the power of thinking. The skill of thinking, the, the, the nature of thinking, and the, and the power of the, I don't know, of the mind's being alive. That's what it says in the Holy Spirit. I don't know what else to say. And then when we, when we need it, it will be there for us. It will not be able to be blinded. It will be able to see past the surface in areas of life. We'll be, able to, we'll be able to understand ourselves better, understand other people better, understand what does it mean, Ava, Yuron, Dveikos, and Hasidus better, what is Avdus, and what is Cheirus better. It will enable us to understand everything that we need to understand in Torah and in Torah life much, much better. But somehow it didn't help me to understand how to present this better. Maybe it's no. in us, not in you. Okay, but uh, you know that's that's the job here, you know, to try to make that connection. I know everybody's going to love hearing this story, but the, the, when it came to the writing of the sefer, the Rashiva Zechariah was very worried about only one thing: that it should not be too clear, because if it'll be too clear, then you're not going to have to work on it, and it won't be worth anything. And they said, your Talmud of Simcha Zisov, they said to Yisrael, if he wouldn't spend so much time in Musr, he would be so much bigger, meaning in learning. Yisrael said, tell me, if you have two chalas, one is very big, you'd like to have it a chasana, but it's cut off, and it's missing a piece at the end. Or you have a small chala, little chala roll, and it's shalim. Which one do you make the bracha on? He said, of course, on the Shalim. So Rabbi Yisrael said, you see, better small, but it's Shalim. Besser klein, or asses gans. So each person's chalik, even if our chalik, in our estimation, may be small, which who are we to even to be able to judge that, but if it's Shalim, then, then it's complete, then it's whole, then it's what it's meant to be. So we have to be accepting of ourselves and pursue sincerely and 
and value the efforts above everything else. Maybe just a quick question. 